We spoke about the rapid demise of Australia's nickel industry last week, but since then, greater clarity around why the industry has hit the skids has come to light. And the core lesson is a slap in the face to those who claim the world is rapidly decarbonising. Because let's be clear, nickel is still in hot demand. And Indonesia's nickel industry is going gangbusters. It's just Australia's mines and processes feeling the squeeze. And put simply, we've made ourselves uncompetitive and allowed green dogma to price us out of the market. And it's not like all of this just happened overnight, as we were saying just a moment ago. And in fact, the Herald reported just yesterday, the nickel disaster before us has actually been on a slow burn since 2014. 2014 was the year Joko Widodo became president of Indonesia. He was determined to turbocharge his nation's nickel industry by insisting that raw exports be banned, forcing then business to value add to that raw product. But you see, in the case of nickel, value adding is an energy intensive process. But in Indonesia, not too many were all that concerned about the source of the energy used to achieve that, and coal more often than not, won out. Now, despite signing the Glasgow Climate Agreement in 2021, the very next year, the very next year, Indonesia increased its use of coal by 32%. Nickel processing, a large reason for that. The Chinese have invested billions in the Indonesian market. Again, not too preoccupied with environmental standards. Nope, their focus is pretty straightforward. As much high-grade nickel, as cheap as possible, and bugger the environment. Now, using a process known as high-pressure acid leaching, the Indonesians produce about 10 tonne of carbon for each unit of nickel. Compare that to Australia's 2 to 3 tonne. Our strict environmental standards clearly mean our nickel is much, shall we say, greener. But, alas, when you add on top higher wages and onerous taxes, it's also much more expensive. Thousands are now out of a job. More may follow. But it took BHP's announcement that it planned to shut the Nickel West operations to get government to pull its head out of the sand. Over the last few days, the Feds and the WA government have scrambled to try to save an industry which was only last year promised to be central to a new domestic battery sector. Doesn't look promising now. Stacks of mines and jobs have gone bust before BHP had their announcement, but legislators did nothing. Did nothing. Perth are now promising a 50% royalty discount. The Feds are offering potential billions in assistance by putting nickel on the critical minerals list. But you see, that compares with Indonesia giving its nickel miners, many of them Chinese operations, a 20-year tax holiday. Now, the miners are now up in arms, but you see, it's probably too late. And some of them, let's be blunt, must share the blame. As Senator Matt Canavan wrote over the weekend, and I'll speak to him later, As he said, in BHP's imagined brave new green world, climate-conscious customers were going to prefer to drive an EV filled with Australian clean green nickel to their next Extinction Rebellion protest. Yeah, well, clearly they didn't. And last year, Twiggy Forrest, looking at Indonesia's carbon-intensive production methods, said, and I quote, People were prepared to turn a blind eye yesterday, but tomorrow they may not be. Well, again, clearly they were and continue to do so. As the Fin Review reports, Twiggy Forrest now admits the collapse in nickel prices reflects an unfair playing field between countries like Australia and Canada, which cleave to high standards, 
and the likes of Indonesia and China that don't. And of course he's right. But at the end of the day, the nickel slump should be seen as a warning. It's the canary down the coal mine. It's evidence that despite all the grandiose talk at climate conferences, all the promises and the pledges by the likes of China and Indonesia and others, on the ground, it's business as usual for them. Growth trumps green. Economics trumps the environment. Clearly, much of the world isn't as keen as us to embrace net zero. They might talk it, but they don't do it. But what really matters is what the buyers think. And whether it's steel, aluminium or nickel, if they're driven by price more so than green credentials, then we risk more of these nickel scenarios in the decades ahead.